Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Thanks for tuning in to the third episode of the Loveland Libcast. I'm your host, Daniel Tate, Adult Services Assistant Manager. Before we get to my conversation with Monique, the Children's Services Assistant Manager, I do want to mention that the Loveland Public Library is hosting another community conversation on Monday, September 13th on the library lawn. This is your chance to have your input heard among your fellow community members about Loveland and the library. Food and drinks will be provided to participants, and we ask that you please register by heading to the events calendar at Loveland Public Library. Dot org slash events. We hope to see you there. And now, here's my conversation with Monique. So joining me today on the third episode of the Loveland Libcast is the Children's Services Assistant Manager, Monique. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so today we are going to talk about the Student Success Initiative and what that is. But before we get to that, let's get to know you a little bit. So I know that you grew up in Loveland, but you're from California originally. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. So my parents actually immigrated to the United States, to California from Mexico. And I eventually was born there in a small town about central California. And when I was about five years old, we relocated to Colorado, Loveland, Colorado specifically. And I grew up there, moved to a couple other towns, but eventually found my way back home to my family. <laughs> All right. When when did you kind of move back more permanently? I guess yeah. We'll go with. <laughs> um, let's see. That was about 2017, I think. Uh, I lived in Pueblo for a couple of years before okay. this, so that was a really big change for me. But came back home to be closer to my family, uh, my immediate family, and have been here again ever since. All right. Yeah. So that's like at least four years kind of being back in the Loveland area. And I'm guessing being in Colorado, growing up here, living in Pueblo, are there things that you like about living in Colorado more particularly or? Oh, I think like most people, the outdoor scene is something that's super special. Um, I love paddleboarding in the summertime, uh, going on walks with my two dogs. And just being outside, I think, is really neat. Being so close to the mountains is something that's really important and cool to me. Yeah. So these two dogs, (laughs) what are their names? (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) my older dog is named Boozer. All right. And then I have a pretty new-ish puppy named Toast. Oh, all right. Boozer and Toast. Yes. <laughs> what, what kind of dogs are they? Um, they're both mixed. We don't really okay. know. Um, they're just 100% cool. Oh, all right. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best kind of dog to right. get is a cool dog. Do I've, I've seen this before, like pictures and stuff. Do either of them join you on the paddleboard? <laughs> That's my goal for okay. next summer. Um, my Boozer loves water. All right. But I think she would be terrified to get on the paddleboard. And Toast, 
besides bathing, I don't think we've really taken her around water. So that will be an experiment we'll have to figure out next year. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good goal to have. How I'm just curious about this. How long have you been paddleboarding? Is that like a newer thing or have you something that you've... Yeah, that's a um, probably the past three years. Oh, okay. My brother got me a paddleboard for my birthday. And we live really close. My husband and I live really close to Boyd Lake. And so we strap up our paddle boards onto a little cart and just walk along the trail and oh, hop awesome. into the lake. So. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Definitely not a professional by any means, but <laughs> I try. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Three years. I mean, that's like a perfect activity around here, <laughs> yes. especially in the summers. So how did you get started in libraries? You were in a library lifer, <laughs> right. let's say. <laughs> um, what was your first library job? Yeah, my first library job was at Poudre Library District. I was a bilingual library assistant. And that was actually where I had my start in libraries and story time and children's services. I started up bilingual story time at the at the Old Town branch. And I fell in love with it. I feel like it was just the most fun I've ever had while working. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. When you when you took that job, did you know you'd be working with kids? I knew that that was a component of it. In the job description, they had asked potentially this would be a position that would start bilingual story time. I didn't realize that I would love it as much as I did. Um, and I also did a lot of other like adult services. I, since I was the bilingual kind of representative at the library, I did a lot of programming for Spanish speaking customers. Oh, okay. And before that, you said you were in marketing, right? Yes. Is that, were you in that for like a while before you, was that like the last job you had before you got yes. the library position? Okay. <laughs> yes. what, what was that like? Like what kind of marketing sounds like one of those, <laughs> you know? Very general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually went to school, went to CSU, go Rams. <laughs> uh oh, I'm a buff. Oh so no. There's <laughs> some rivalry going on That's here. Right. <laughs> um, I went to school for business and marketing. Um, and I got my job in marketing, and that's when I when I was living in Pueblo, I was actually working in the marketing field there. And yeah, going into libraries was kind of a, a happy accident. I was moved back to Loveland, was looking for a job that where I could utilize my Spanish speaking skills found a bilingual position open at the library. I thought that would be kind of fun. And again, I just applied, got it, fell in love with it all. <laughs> and there's, I mean, my marketing background has really helped with a lot of library stuff <laughs> because yeah. a lot of what we do, so many people don't know about it. So we're trying to get the word out, trying to build those relationships with the community and utilizing social media or every everything like that has been really helpful to me, so. I'm really yeah. glad I came from that background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that the application of marketing is it, it's so vital to libraries. Like it just fits so well. Um, when when you got that job, was was there anything that was different than what you were expecting, or like did you go into that library position thinking it'll kind of play out this way, and then something different <laughs> happened? Oh yeah. I mean, I had never thought or considered really working in a library growing up never really saw that as a as a path for me so when i started my job it was so eye opening just seeing how much 
libraries contribute to the community and how many resources a library has. I think seeing the library from a customer perspective, you know, you think of the basics of books and computers and everything like that. And and yes, I always knew that libraries were essential to the community and such a valuable resource. But being on the other side and really seeing how valuable libraries are was enlightening and, and just it just made me feel really good being there. Yeah, yeah. So I have a question about story times. <laughs> when you get your hands on like a different book or a new book, can you when you're looking at it, are you able to be like, oh, this is going to be like a great one to read to kids or like, you know, like <laughs> how, how the reaction might be? Or... Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> I love my main goal in story time is always to have fun. I always feel like if everybody's having fun, parents, kids, myself, the learning and the early literacy will all happen naturally. So I tend to go more towards sillier books. And sometimes there's a book where I see it, it's brand new, I read through it and I'm like, wait to read this at story time. I <laughs> yeah. can't wait to see how the kids are going to react for this one because there's so many plot twists right. and things like yeah, that. And yeah. I'll take it home and act it out and just, <laughs> um, in front of Boozer and Toast, of course, oh, yeah. my audience. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, when you had to transition, because I'm guessing you were doing like all face-to-face story time mm-hmm. and then having to transition mm-hmm. to doing video, was there... Was that like a big hurdle for you or did you, you know, I mean, there's obviously not having the reactions. <laughs> it's probably yes. a thing. But was it like, were there any, any things that were different and better about it or things that you thought were valuable about it? Yeah, that was a really, that, that's been a definitely a big hurdle, not seeing the kids reactions and actually being able to be face to face there. But on the other hand, I do think it's really valuable because in a time where everybody was so isolated and we weren't able to see each other as much face-to-face, there was still that recognition of kids seeing a storyteller on your TV or on their laptop or whatever (laughs) and being able to have a connection that way. Um, It's also a lot easier to do it (laughs) over over recording because you can, if you mess up or something, you could just pause it or redo it. (laughs) Um, I really enjoy doing bilingual songs and finger plays and rhymes and everything like that. So this this is shameful for me to admit. I haven't watched one of your no <laughs> virtual story times. So I don't know, is it like, like I kind of saw you do a story time outside and it seemed like it was like story and then I'm guessing rhyming or singing. And then is it kind of like that goes into sort of like an activity or play or mm-hmm. that kind of thing? Yeah. And more specifically for in-person story time yeah like is that is that a big kind of different because you can't virtually you can't be like all right right (laughs) let's all get together (laughs) right yeah right yes um yeah i guess the structure that i mainly do for virtual story time is definitely a lot shorter than what it would be in person so we usually do a story and then a song or a rhyme or a flannel board or something like that, just an activity in that sense. Obviously, there's not as much interaction that way, so we can't bring out the parachute or bring out the bubbles or anything like that. (laughs) Um, But I do also play my ukulele in story time, so I try and do a little intro song that way. (laughs) How, for how long have you played the ukulele? (laughs) 
um since i got my let's see five years but it's really i'm really not a professional like i know <laughs> three chords okay. probably so. you're not releasing an album no okay <laughs> definitely not but that i mean that probably came in handy i mean obviously it came in handy but you know were you just like picking it up and then kind of just like oh i could integrate this into right story time is that kind of well yes so it actually happened because of story time oh, so i was starting okay. bilingual story time okay and i was like you know it would be really cool to learn the ukulele <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so i wanted to do a goodbye song and so I I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and and I have kind of a musical background like I played the violin when I was in middle school and high school so I kind of knew how to read music and everything and um, was used to more of a string instrument so I figured let's just give it a shot let's see what we can do and kind of made my own little song for my intro and so it's super fun because you pull out the ukulele and and mine's really colorful it's pink and (laughs) super bright and (laughs) and the kids are just you you hear like little whispers like look at the guitar (laughs) or or whatever you know and it's just it's a fun it's a fun um addition to story yeah absolutely yeah i can totally see that because it is i mean especially when you're a kid and you kind of get used to certain instruments or hearing them or something and then when Mm -hmm. you're like see a little guitar it's like what like what what? yeah that's my size right yeah and that's awesome too like that's that's one of those things i guess where like when you start working at a library, you you're not like, I'll want to learn the ukulele. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like you you think like, I, you know, and this is the question people ask. You know, oh, how often do you get to just read a book? And it's like, yes. well, that's not really. You know, this is more of a learn the ukulele kind of job than it is a. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's really interesting. But it, it's also really convenient here at Loveland because we have ukuleles for checkout, too. That's right. So there's a great little tie-in that way to say, hey, you like my little guitar? Go and check one out at the library. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, too, can be like Monique and a librarian and <laughs> yes. learn the ukulele. All right. Speaking of things you can do at the library, let's talk about the Student Success Initiative, uh, which is our main topic today. So, with the Student Success Initiative, for folks who aren't familiar with it, what exactly is it? Yeah, so the Student Success Initiative is a collaboration between Loveland Public Library and Thompson School District, where a student's student ID actually works as a library card, so they can access a bunch of different resources from home, from school, and they can also come into the library and use their student ID to get a library card. So if you're a student at the Thompson School District, you're telling me (laughs) that you have access to library resources through your student ID. And if you come here, if you come to the Loveland Public Library with your student ID, we can make a library card for you for free. Yes, correct. So if you bring in your student ID, just go to the front desk. If you don't have a library card, we can make you one really quickly with just showing us your student ID. Awesome. 
So students who choose to utilize this, uh, what kind of resources might they look forward to or might help them out in school or they might just want to use because the library is great? <laughs> yeah. So you can access a lot of different resources with your student ID. You can access our online databases like Hoopla and Canopy and Overdrive. So all three of those you allow you to access audiobooks, ebooks, comic books like on Hoopla, TV shows, documentaries on Canopy. Honestly, I would recommend just signing up for all of them and you get access to a ton of different things. You if you also need any homework help, if students need any homework help, they can access any research databases like EBSCO and BrainFuse, which BrainFuse is really cool because it allows you to speak to an online tutor for free and it's all in it's live tutoring so homework help tests prep anything like that they even look over your essays that you write and i think their turnaround time is like 24 hours or something wow. ridiculous like yeah. that <laughs> so super helpful with that um, and then for the younger kiddos too, accessing Pebble Go, Tumble Books, both are really great resources for reading and educational games and everything like that. So these are all accessible from home, from school. And if there's anything that you're needing and that you can't find, reach out to us. We can find it for you really easily. Not really easily. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might want to come in with your student ID, get that library card, get that ukulele, start now. <laughs> That's right. Um, and for everyone, for, for students and for, for adults alike, yeah, knowing about uh, some of these resources is good anyway. Um, like you were saying, Hoopla, ebooks, and comics and movies and TV shows on that. And then uh, Overdrive, of course, has our Libby app and where you can get audiobooks um, and digital books on there. And then Canopy yeah, is, our, is our movie delivering uh, platform. And I believe right now you can get uh, 10 movies a month yes. on Canopy. Mm -hmm. um, so those are things, yeah, students for sure having access to those when they come get their library card and using their student success initiative credentials uh, to access those, those digital ones. And then... Yeah, what you can come into the library and get with your card. Um, I think it's good for everyone to know about those. Definitely. And so, like you're saying, BrainFuse, that's a big one for, for homework help. BrainFuse also has help for adults. Or if you're an older kid mm -hmm. um, and maybe you making a resume or something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, has, has help on there for that, too. So... Um, yeah, th these, this is a sweet deal for, <laughs> all <laughs> for, for free. <laughs> yeah. For free young kids and older kids. And you were saying if, if they have questions about, um, their student ID, that's something talk to their teacher. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, so basically to log into these databases, all you have to do is use the same credentials that you use at, in the school district. We have it. So if it's asking for your library card, you can put in your password and your first name will be your username. And if you are having trouble accessing it or are running into any issues, definitely talk to your teacher or of course, always talk to us, let us know, we can help. And if you come in with and use your student ID to get that library card, then 
you got a number. Then so. you're set. Yeah, yes. you're, you're ready to go. All right. Well, thank you for that uh, breakdown of the Student Success Initiative. Um, people should definitely take advantage of that. Students, of course, and uh, parents, if your kid isn't using those resources, now you know, too, that, that those are available for you. Before we wrap things up, I wanted to ask you, are there any picture books uh, or kids books that have come out lately or recently or that you've come across recently that you really like or have been super popular? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So in the publishing world, there's a big movement for more diverse books, which is great. And so there have been two that I've read this year that I've really, really enjoyed and really recommend. One is Eyes That Kiss in the Corners by Joanna Ho. And that's just a great book about self-acceptance and loving who you are. And I think it's a great message to kids of all backgrounds. And then there's another one called Home is in Between by Mitali Perkins. And that one is just a great representation of families that are kind of navigating between two cultures. It's it's about a, a young girl who immigrated to the United States and just kind of how does she fit in? Where does she bounce back from her two identities? Um, so it's, again, just a great message for kids. And I think it's a really empowering book. And, and growing up myself, and not having a ton of books that really reflected, that I felt like I could really relate to, seeing this become more accessible to more children, having more of those mirrors and sliding glass doors and all of that, being able to have kids see themselves in what books they're checking out, they're reading, I think is just so great. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. And what kind of ages would might read those books or be interested in those titles. Yeah, I think those are great for their picture books. Both of those are picture books. So anywhere from just reading to your baby up to maybe eight, nine. I mean, the message is really great for any age. Okay. Yeah, the pictures are, are very, very nice. And it's a great way to have meaningful and great conversations with your kids about diversity and inclusion and everything like that. Excellent. And both of those titles are in our collection. So you could go, you could bring in your student ID, you could get a library card, and then you could check those out yeah. if, if they're on the shelf or put a hold on them. Definitely. Yes. All right. Awesome. And then for you personally, what do you like to read or watch? And is there anything you've seen or read lately that really stood out to you or that you really liked? Yeah. I, so personally, I really like reading psychological thrillers, kind of spooky books. (laughs) Um, So there's one and it's called Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica. It's very good. It's very intense and attention grabbing. So I was like, just could not put it down. (laughs) I just had to listen to the end. Do you have a spoiler free kind of plot? Uh, or is it like no, too? No, okay. it's too much. Okay. I don't want to ruin anything. Okay, so if you if you like psychological kind of thrillers, yes. you should just go into that one yes. and see if it's for you. And Definitely. Okay. Okay. And then um, I do like watching movies. And recently I watched the best movie of the year. 
right. <laughs> and by far, it was my favorite movie that I watched. And it's called Coda, which stands for Child of Deaf Adults. And it's sincerely one of the best movies I've watched. Um, it's so moving and just beautiful. And it at times can be predictable, but they do it so well. And it's, it's, a, it's about a girl who her whole family is deaf. And so she is kind of the interpreter of the family, but she really likes to sing. And so her family has never heard her sing, but she wants to go to a college for music. And um, it's just really good. So <laughs> I <laughs> highly right. recommend that. Yeah, <laughs> is, and, that, and that's like, that's a, is it's fiction? It is. Okay. Yes, okay. it is fiction. All of the actors that are portraying deaf people are actually deaf in real life, which is Oh, really wow. great. Yeah. It's really cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that one is it's it's streaming right now? It's streaming on I believe Apple TV. Okay. Uh and it's also in theaters. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, when that one comes out on DVD, I'm sure we'll snag it and have it in the collection and if you can stream it, Definitely. sounds like people should check that out. Yes. Well, Monique, thank you for joining the Loveland Libcast. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. It was it was awesome to get to know you a little bit more and uh, for telling us about the Student Success Initiative and what kids uh, can look forward to to utilize some of our resources. Definitely. And thanks to all of you listeners out there for checking out this episode of the Loveland Libcast. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to the host, Daniel Tate, at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.